it is another Tuesday. This is Knockouts and Three Counts, and I'm still trying to survive from Metallica. But before we get to our episode tonight with the Queen of Bad Street, Miss Miranda Gordy, I got to tell you about our friends over at Potter's Tree Service, man. You know, if you're in need of tree trimming, wood chipping, lawn clean out, uh, walnut logging, storm damage, Potter's Tree Service is the ones to check out. But hey, I might not know everything you need to know, but this video will show you everything you need to know so you won't be calling Hacksaw Jim Duggan. Hit up Asa and our guys at Potter's Tree Service. Tell them Knockouts and Three Counts sent you. And then check out the show. All right. This is the Ring of Honor, a.k.a. Shane T, boy, the baddest champion you've ever seen, boy. This is Mr. Anderson. This is good old JR Jim Rock, and you are listening. You're listening to Knockouts and Three Counts. Power! Power! We got a world champion! That might be one of the craziest knockouts I've ever seen in my life. Knockouts and Three Counts is the podcast, baby! There's a real deal, baby! Knockouts and Three Counts starts now. Boom. There you go. Now I got it going. And just like that, we are live. This is Knockouts and Three Counts. Shout out to our sponsors, Potter's Tree Service. Go get your tree cut down. In the meantime, we got the return of our friend Miranda Gordy. How the hell are you doing? It's been forever. I know. Uh, I'm doing great. Uh, just living life to the fullest like I've been doing. How are you all? Freezing my balls off. Other than that, I'm all right. How are you, Corey? <laughs> doing actually surprisingly well i uh randomly came across an amazing facebook marketplace deal and happened upon a third motorcycle yesterday so you bought a might you got one off facebook yeah that's the that's the move and uh shout out steve from facebook marketplace because he sold me a bike that it, it should not have been that cheap to put it to put it frank i got a 2019 kawasaki z900 for five grand and that's about insane honestly that bike should be at least 7500 so 
to find that kind I of deal. I love right? Facebook Marketplace, by the way. I have gotten so many things, like chicken coops, like everything. I could go on, like Facebook Marketplace. Yeah. If you find the right deal, yes. Yeah, it's, it's <laughs> for, for motorcycles, it's the move for used motorcycles. But I, I got lucky. Now I got to get rid of one of the, the other two. Uh, I, don't, I don't feel like I got enough room for three, but other than that, man, uh, I'm doing pretty well. It, it was a surprise to even myself, put it that way. So, <laughs> just one day I get up and decide, fuck it, I'm going to buy another bike. See, Amen. if I were more, if I didn't, if I wasn't more worried about idiots on the road, I would have had one too. Especially when I found out that the down payment I put on my Jeep was how much your brother paid for his bike. Like I could have paid for that bitch in full. Yeah, like, oh yeah, that's what makes them cool. <laughs> that's what makes them awesome. Is they're they're as fast as sports cars, but about as cheap as uh, you know. Whatever you can afford. <laughs> yeah, except the problem with that is it also means that I'm going to be sent flying. So, yeah, for me, I'm uh, me and bikes probably aren't a good idea. But like I was saying when we started the show, what up, J-Bone? J-Bone doesn't have a voice. He was screaming like a girl at Metallica. I'm just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> I, I, I figured the Metallica concert took his voice out. Once you told me that, I was like, it's got to be the concert. No, he said, actually, the thing is, he really wasn't singing like that. So I swear to God, I don't know how the fuck he managed <laughs> to lose his voice. But by the time we went into night two, he was sounding like, uh, um, damn it. What's my man's name? Uh, um, damn it. Was it Von Wagner? I'm trying to think somebody just got hit in the fucking throat and their throat was all fucked up. J bone was out here, man, I can't. I can't sing. I I can't sing. I can't talk. I lost my voice. I was like, bro, you wasn't even singing like that. So other than that, man, <laughs> shout out to Metallica. After 42 years, those motherfuckers still go hard, as well as our buddy Chris Kale from Five Finger Death Punch. Yeah, dude, it was uh, it was a hell of a night. <laughs> he said, I'm a mix of Beetlejuice and Macho Man right now. <laughs> <laughs> oh, shit. But. Like I said, we're not here to talk about my Metallica experience. We're here to talk about you. So in the meantime, like I said, it's been a minute since you've been on the show. Catch us up on uh, what's been new in the world of Miranda Gordy. Gosh. Um, I mean, I'm still wrestling. Uh, I took a little bit of time off due to an injury. I tore my ACL. So I was out from uh, December last year. Uh, I recovered and I was cleared about May. Um, but I have a brand new shiny ACL and it is shiny. I've seen the picture. <laughs> um, <laughs> the doctor showed me and I was like, do you care if I get a picture of this? Like, um, <laughs> so, uh, yeah, I, re I recovered about May and I've just been like working, you know, my legs back up, uh, and getting stronger and making sure I feel confident again in the ring and, uh, just taking time for personal stuff. I'm running, a winery, distillery, a farm. Uh, so that takes up a lot of my time. And I had to spend a greater part of this year kind of getting that in order. And I also had a corn maze. I don't I don't know where it, like, we just randomly thought of. Was it a haunted corn maze? The, yes, a haunted corn maze. So in September when we opened it, it was like a regular corn maze and you could go through it. But October came and it became haunted. And uh, yeah, we had like lights in it. We had people jumping out, you know, that whole thing. And it did pretty well. And I don't know if I'd do it again because it did a lot of work. And uh, drunk people in corn mazes are just not. You can imagine. Like, uh, you can I imagine. Did. People think I corn did. is like 
there to be messed up and stuff and they did like they they messed that corn up but it was fun and i did that for the better part of september and october uh and now i'm back to wrestling again <laughs> i mean anyone that anyone that can say they've been through a corn maze and hasn't picked apart at least five ears of corn and just thrown bits of corn all over the place they haven't really went through a corn maze you know, that's, that's you you know what i'm finding that out because like i started explaining this to some of like my really good friends who are just like you wouldn't expect it but she was like oh yeah i got kicked out of a corn maze and i was like yeah, okay if you have done it then i guess it's just natural human things going on like you just see it and you want to tear it up so yeah i guess i don't you know, blame them <laughs> The good thing is you didn't tell us that anybody got knocked out in your corn maze because I went through a corn maze one time that used to be slaughtered at sundown. And I will never forget the guy jumping up onto the thing. And this dude got scared so fucking bad that he hit dude <laughs> and like literally knocked him out to the point to where they had to bring the ambulance out and all that shit. And I'm like, that is the first time I've ever seen that at any haunted house, any hayride, <laughs> any maze, any nothing. I've never seen that shit happen in my life. So I always got to ask when people go to those, especially now that you got zombie paintball uh, hayrides and shit. Now that's a whole nother thing. I haven't got to do that yet. But uh, I did go to Wired's and go get me some apples, uh, apple cider and donuts because, you know, my fat ass had to eat. So, uh, <laughs> you know. It, it is what it is, but, uh, you know, you talked about, um, being gone with injury and doing other things while you were out, you know, tell me, you know, we talked about this with, uh, Ruthie J and Carrie Morton who just came through. What did Halloween look like? What'd you get into anything good? Uh, Halloween, I did the corn maze and it was a, yeah, it was a great night. I dressed up, uh, as like a scary, scary corn. I'll have to send you a picture. That's the only way I can describe it. <laughs> Scary corn. Scary like corn. I dressed up and I scared people for Halloween. So I did the, the right thing. The question is, <laughs> did, right. it end, did it end up being scary or was it more corny? That's that's the real question. Uh, <laughs> I would say that more people were definitely scared. Just like, because it was dark. Like, it didn't start until the sun went down. And so you're walking through this yeah. corn and it's like pitch black. You know, and yeah, so people oh yeah. were definitely scared, even like with a it's a pretty scary mask. But it's this huge corn. It's got like big teeth and stuff. And so, yeah, the kids definitely were scared, at least. And that's what counts. It's scaring little yeah. kids. Yeah, <laughs> I got. Yeah, I definitely got to see what uh, you're talking about with this mask. I'm a big fan of Halloween myself. Like I said, the only thing I really got to do was we went down to. uh uh wireds i went and hit the haunted houses and shit that were there because we didn't get to make it to cheapy creepy this year because j bone had the fucking covid so the last few years we've been going to uh we've been going to this party cheapy creepy down in pontiac that's like all cover bands and shit and last year it was epic i was dressed like orange cassidy and i was in the mosh pit and this this asshole about made me blow my knee out so what did i do but take another drink of my beer, dance my way back out there. And then when dude tried to run back at me, I did my big, uh, my best uh, big back body drop in the middle of a mosh pit. It was a good time. <laughs> Fucking a, but speaking of the things we were doing outside of wrestling, tell me how, what's new in the winery, man. Like I know you and Craig or old Niles Plonk, 
you know, doing your thing over there with the winery, man. I still got to try some of this wine. And speaking of which, you know, Devin's been saying that he uh, needed to try it out since the first time we brought you on. Shout out to Devin. I got to stand up in this fool's wedding. I told him years ago that shit was going to happen. This weekend, this fool's getting hitched. Oh, congratulations, Devin. Oh, yeah, man. It's uh, yeah, it's going to be good time. I, uh, Almost didn't survive the uh, bachelor party, but it was good times. Two days of Metallica <laughs> and a bachelor party. I'm only 31, but I felt old as fuck. But uh, maybe some of that wine would have helped me out. <laughs> right. I know. I, I need to bring some up to Michigan sometime. We need to, well, so actually, we, we just started, uh, speaking of the winery, we're starting to expand. And that's what we're looking at is getting in different states. And so hopefully we'll be nationwide. Uh you know, maybe in a year or two. So we're we're about to become statewide, and I'm looking at places like Texas and Tennessee to start distributing because those are like awesome states, especially Texas. It's huge. It'd be a great market because we make a lot of cool wines, like the mango chili lime. I think that would stay sold out in Texas. But uh, yeah, so just expanding. We've expanded to a distillery now. We have a long line distillery which makes whiskey. And we're working on rums as well. So we're just like all out there doing all kinds of crazy stuff. I can imagine if if the tales that are told with some of the whiskeys and stuff like that are true, with the aging processes and stuff like that, I'm sure that's got to be a whole endeavor to get your hands, I guess, into. It is. It's a, it is a process. And we have... A, another guy who's a wrestler and it's kind of fitting um he goes by moonshine mantel uh out of uh texas and so moonshine is our distiller now and so he's in charge of the whiskey and um it's still under windy wine but it's called long line and he does most of it like craig's still the chemist he still comes up with the flavors and makes sure it's all good and, and ready to go out but moonshine's the guy watching the still and making sure that uh it's it's coming through there nice and clean now do you guys do you guys ship orders at all or uh yeah we can ship the wine uh depending on your state of course depending on the alcohol and shipping laws uh we're still working on the whiskey because there's different laws about whiskey in missouri uh thanks to places like budweiser who <laughs> maybe have their hand in the laws here uh you know they're based out of st louis and stuff and so uh you know they whatever they can do to kind of keep the little guy down <laughs> you gotta love it though man you talk about texas being one of the first places for you guys to go to it makes sense that a free bird would do well in texas i mean i'm just saying but uh with that said i mean it's funny you mentioned that with Moonshine Mantel. So now you tell me you got three wrestlers running a distillery and a winery, man. I mean, it sounds like a good time to me. I've heard a lot about uh, Moonshine Mantel for a long time. So shout out to him. I know uh, I saw he saw some of the promo earlier. So with that said, you know, let's talk a little bit about wrestling. So now we were talking about before we went on air about you making your way back to the ring. I saw you've already picked you up a new championship. How are you feeling about getting into the ring since you've been back from your knee? And what are some of the goals now, now that you're getting back there? Um, so I actually, uh, getting back into it, I was very nervous, of course. Like, that's a pretty brutal injury. And it happened at such like a weird time. Uh, it was actually 
uh, I had been training for a WWE tryout. And so that kind of sucked and it knocked me down a little bit. You know, you, you're, I was training with Dr. Tom Pritchard and like, I was in the best shape of my life. And then this happens like right literally like the day before I fly out to do this tryout. And so like, I was kind of unconfident for a while and, I don't know, in the past couple of months, like training and stuff and kind of getting the confidence back. Like I feel more motivated than ever. Like I, I want to get back out there and do it. And so far I've had three matches and they've all been great. So I'm like, okay, I still, I still got it enough to like put on a really entertaining match and the people haven't forgotten about me and they, you know, they still love to see me and stuff like that. And I still like my leg feels good too. So I'm just, uh, I was quiet for a while and I just put it out there that I'm taking bookings again. And the goal is to just kind of have fun with it and be the best wrestler that I can be while I have a career. Cause I would like to think that I'm going to do it for 10 or 20 more years, but it's wrestling. You never know. Like your next match could be your last just because of something, you know? And so I'm kind of thankful that, um, even though it sucked, it was a humbling experience and it makes you realize like what you have and what can be taken away from you so easy. So it's, that's definitely motivated me. Now I just want to put on bangers like every show <laughs> and do it all the time. Like I, I was doing it all the time, but now like it, like a more purpose, I guess. Yeah. It adds an extra, extra layer of motivation for sure. Like you say, when you realize the, what injuries can do to you, especially in a game like that. It's like the, like you say, at any given moment in any match, something could happen. And it even not necessarily something could happen. It could just be where your leg just decides to not work properly. And, you know, it could just be anything. So like you say, to not take that for granted and actually really appreciate all those moments, it, it helps bring that into light when you, whenever you have an injury like that, for sure. Yeah, it, it really did that for me. And, and I, like, I loved wrestling before, but now I'm like, I'm like, oh, now I just really want to dive head first because well, I have nothing to lose. You know, at, at the very least, I'm just going to get better, you know, and, and something good will happen, or at least like I'll accomplish my personal goals of, you know, living out like a really awesome career. And I've already had a, like a really ton of awesome things happen in my career, but now I just want to just see how high I can raise the bar, you know? I'm definitely looking forward to seeing what's up next because, I mean, I was filling a few of the people in who checked out some of our promo in the different various groups and all those things. But with that said, I mean, you've already, like you said, you know, you've done stuff with MLW, you've done stuff with AEW, you know, you've wrestled a lot of big names on the indies as well. I mean, I think obviously with your name and everything else, that's what people look at first. But I mean, you were definitely on a tear, you know, before you got hurt. So I'm definitely, I'm definitely looking forward to seeing what comes next with that, because I feel like, especially we were just talking with uh, Janai Kai, who's your new MLW women's champion. That would be, you know, a cool spot to see you in or somebody like Ruthie J who we just talked about in NWA as well. So there's a lot of different, uh, a lot of different places for you to go, but you mentioned you got hurt right before your WWE tryout. So what was it that really kind of gave you your confidence back for you to be able to feel comfortable to get back in the ring? Cause you talk about training with somebody like Dr. Tom and all them, you can't really be in the ring with somebody much better than that. So there was, there something specific that really kind of made things click again for you. 
Um, so training with Dr. Tom was just like, I, I love Dr. Tom. <laughs> he's just the best. Uh, he's the best coach and he's a great guy. Uh, I mean, just like I said, the, the humbling and it could be my last and like, I, I missed it. I guess that was like a big motivation. Like you get, you get down on it cause you're injured and like you miss this big opportunity and uh, this time passes and then like uh, you go through, I guess the, the stages of grief or whatever. And uh, I pulled myself out of that. Just like, no, there's, there's people that still want to see me. I want to still accomplish goals. Like, I just got to get back out there. Like that's, that's basically it as, as shallow as that is like, no, nope, I'm just mm -mm. like, <laughs> I'm just going to do it. So <laughs> that was it's, it really. <laughs> it's one of those things where you can make a big deal out of it in your head of the return and stuff like that and kind of build bridges and build walls that don't necessarily need to be there that, you know, you would end up happening to climb or you can just go, head first into it and realize that hey this was already something i was doing before as long as my leg is what my leg is then yeah let's get to it you know yeah that's uh, a lot of people were telling me they're like well now you're gonna you're gonna work a little bit smarter because you obviously are gonna kind of protect your leg and mm -hmm. uh you know i had a match this weekend maddie was just like laying in my leg and like everything feels good but like even just that, like, let's say that that's all I did, you know, and nothing else. Like my leg feels good. So even in my personal life, I'm like, cool. I'm like, I'm healthy again, you know? So kind of translating back and forth to like, this girl worked my leg. She was uppercut, you know, all the things that would like make you nervous, you know? And, and like, it felt great. So like, it feels good now. So that, that, in general is just like hell yeah i did it you know i, I pulled through the other side <laughs> definitely how much you know how much when you were off like how much are you keeping up with what's going on around wrestling whether that be wwe aew ring of honor mlw how much are you keeping up on that while you were off and now that you're back in the ring is there anything right now that's you know caught your eye um so i still kept up with it as much as i did before now getting back into it and training more and kind of like wanting to grow and wanting to like learn new things and stuff like that. I've been watching it more and I've been kind of keeping up with it. Um, I like to follow a lot of different people and like watch the clips and keep up with the modern events and who's champ here and stuff like that. So uh, somewhat, I can't tell you that I watched this week's raw or SmackDown because uh, I was probably traveling or doing something, but I'll go back and watch highlights and stuff if I do miss it. Gotcha. And yeah. I mean, it's it's always interesting because everybody you talk to, it's a little different. Some people, you know, they they you know they watch every little thing. Other people, like you said, you know, you have a few people that you like to watch or you watch the clips to keep up on things. It's always interesting to hear, you know, people's thoughts on all those things. You know, while the time you were off and now that you're back in wrestling, obviously a lot of people are talking about the new movie that's set to come out in December for the Iron Claw. I know you said you haven't gotten to see it yet, but what are your thoughts? What are your thoughts on them making this movie in the first place? Because I'm sure you found out about it a while ago. Well, um, so actually, I had no idea. Um, 
None of the free birds had any idea. No way. <laughs> oh, yeah, it's kind of been a thing. Um, so uh, Silas Mason, the guy that plays my dad in the Iron Claw, reached out to me and he's like, hey, I'm playing your dad in this movie about the Von Erics. And I'm like, this is news to me. Okay, <laughs> you know, whatever. And um, like, he's like, yeah, you know, he just let me know kind of the details that he could let me know. And um, so I appreciate that from him. But that's really the only source of information besides what everyone else knows that I was given, which is kind of crazy. Um, and as soon as I found out that the premiere was going to be on the 8th in Dallas, I texted Michael Hayes, who's in the movie, who's still with us. He's still living. Um, I texted him like, hey, are you going to the premiere for this movie that you're in? And he's like, this is the first I'm hearing about it. Like, this was like two weeks ago. <laughs> so the week, yeah, the week before, um, you know, the, the movie's coming out. Yeah, he doesn't even know anything about it. So they kind of kept us in the dark. Um, I'm sure it's a great story. It looks like it's well done. I like other movies from the same studio. Um, and I hope it is good, you know, even though they kind of left us out or whatever, there's been some things about that. Like, I hope that it, it portrays everything really well. And I hope it does really good because it, it, if anything, it makes all of that stuff more relevant. It makes a Von Erichs relevant. It makes a Freebirds relevant. It makes a sport of twin, all of that. It brings it back. And of course it helps me, but it helps the Von Erich boys too. And, and just bring back when wrestling was like, like the start of it being like this whole big thing, you know, and it teaches people the history and stuff. And so that's kind of being optimistic about it is what I'm doing. I like it. I mean, it, it's unarguable. I mean, the Von Erics and the Freebirds are one of the, is one of the biggest rivalries in wrestling history. And so that's, it was crazy when I heard that it was coming out. I, it's funny. You bring up Silas Mason. As I mentioned, we just had, uh, Carrie Morton and Alex Taylor from the Southern Six on the show uh, before NWA Samhain to talk about that. So it's interesting that they didn't let you guys know anything about it because, like I said, obviously it's about the Von Erics primarily, but you can't talk about the Von Erics without the the Freebirds. I mean, without the Freebirds, the Von Erics wouldn't have been as hot as they were were in world class, and uh, that's interesting. That's interesting to hear. With that said, though, what do you think it is about that story with the Von Erics and the Freebirds, for that matter, that makes it something that is still even now? I mean, I was just watching. Uh, I just saw the world class documentary thing that WWE did all those years ago, just a few days ago. And even then, you know, that they're talking about that stuff's happening in 82. And here we are in 2023 and we're making a movie about it. So what is it that you think? has made it last so long? Um, well, so Kevin's story is there's a lot of tragedy and, um, you know, that's kind of what a lot of that. I mean, that's the basis of a movie, like his, his life, there's the ups, ups and downs. They were on top. They were just the biggest thing in Texas. And then, you know, tragedy after tragedy and, it makes a good story uh, is one way to put it. <laughs> I know that sounds bad, but it does. It makes a good story. It makes you want to uh, watch a movie and feel those emotions. And that's really, if you look at any other good drama, that's, that's what it is. And the same thing with 
the actual wrestling, like from the seventies and eighties, like Freebirds versus Von Erics, they had a good story. They had the good guys of Von Erics. They had these, you know, bad guys that didn't care that came in from Georgia, the Freebirds, and that's what they did in the ring. Is they told a good story, so it, it all translate into into the drama, into the story of it. Yeah, I mean that's the thing, and it went on for so many different years with all the different Von Erics, and then. I just saw the clip today, matter of fact, of uh, your dad smacking uh, Carrie in the face with the in the cage, man. So, like you said, for that stuff to last as long as it does, it tells you the power of, like you said, not just the Von Erichs, but the Freebirds to be able to antagonize the way they did and to be able to make people want, either love the Von Erichs or, you know, it was, and they had their fans too. So, like I said, it's it's interesting to see that they're doing it. I love the fact that wrestling is getting uh, a feature film again because you don't see as much of that when it comes to wrestling. So I think it's a good thing. Hopefully it teaches a lot of the young fans maybe that don't know about the Von Erics and the Freebirds uh, what's up with that. But you got to tell me, now that we've uh, talked about, you know, throw Billy Silas Ma- uh, Mason playing your dad, what do you think? Do you think uh, do you think he fits the bill pretty good from what you've seen of him as far as wrestling and stuff? Because oh, when I looked, yeah. I was like, "Holy shit!" They couldn't have picked a better uh, spitting image on that one. Yeah, if they had called me up and were like, "Hey, you have the whole world to choose from. Uh, who do you think should play your dad?" It it would have been Silas Mason, you know. Like, so I'm very proud of that. And Silas is a great dude. Um, and kudos for him for, you know, just doing so well in NWA and stuff. And I keep up with him. Um, yeah, I could not have casted a better person. I think he's perfect. So <laughs> I, we were talking about that briefly with Carrie and them, but I'm like, holy shit, you couldn't have picked like a better spitting image on that one. As soon as I saw that, I was like, well, that that's. That's a good one. The fact that Zach Efron is playing Avon Eric is still very interesting to me, though. <laughs> yeah, a lot of the Von Erics were, they were, I don't want to say odd. They were not what I imagined someone, I guess in the face they kind of look, but like uh, Carrie's build, like he's like this kind of smaller guy. And like, I guess it somewhat resembles him, but. I just think of this beast, huge, massive man, you know, and so, but it is what it is. And I hope they portrayed it well. I'm sure they did a great job. You know? <laughs> <laughs> it, you ain't wrong, though, because Carrie was built like a god. Like there was, yeah, no, I mean, there's really no, no yeah. other way to put it. That guy was built like a god. And then to know that he had his, was it his foot was, it was, it was his foot was amputated. And yeah. And he still wrestled after that, too. Like, I mean, Andy had like the longest discus throw and all that shit too. The guy was like a stud fucking athlete, but the like I said, you're a hundred percent right with that one. I'm definitely interested to see like how that plays out. You know, another thing I had to see if you checked out, you know, obviously you being one of the homies, I always am keeping up with what you were doing, but uh, you know, in your time away, somebody else that you were teaming with has really uh blown up in your friend, the other half of the new Freebirds, Hollywood Haley J over there from when you were doing the stuff in OVW. Did you get to check out wrestlers? And what do you think of what we've seen of uh, Haley J? I am so proud of her. Uh, that is my sis. She's my tag team partner for life. Um, 
yeah i like i was surprised i'm like heck yeah so because all those people they work forever and they deserve you know a comeuppance for sure and Haley j does uh i haven't watched the show yet but i've definitely had people send me clips because she wore my shirt they're like hey your shirt like people from high school that don't even watch wrestling were like this girl was wearing your shirt <laughs> and so <laughs> Yeah, like it, it's been cool in that sense. And like, I really appreciate her doing that. I feel like it was on purpose. Um, you know, like what what are you going to wear in front of the camera? Definitely my Miranda Gordy shirt. So um, I am happy to see her just thriving right now. I think she's like going to the UK. I think I just saw it. So like I'm cheering her on. Heck yeah. I really would like to do some stuff like put us on tour. I think the free babes need to get out there and do some stuff, run roughshod over some other women's tag teams and just, you know, be menaces because that's what we do best. <laughs> I mean, y'all two together, I mean, you got the muscle with you and then Haley can run her mouth for days, man, because watching wrestlers, the, the wrestlers thing and seeing the whole thing between her and her mom and all that stuff. I mean, dude, I'm seeing them everywhere now. I know Haley was just supposed to have had a tryout with WWE too. Uh, I like I said, I loved that documentary. If you haven't watched it yet, highly recommend it. Um, I was talking about it with our friend TK Trinidad as well. So definitely a lot of good stuff. But with that said, I mean, you getting to wrestle there. Do you have any thoughts on uh, your time in OVW and like as far as it cultivating new stars and all that kind of stuff? I uh, have enjoyed any time that I've been at OVW. Uh, of course, I've worked with Haley J every time. Uh, no, I've had a couple singles matches, but, um, they've been great. You know, they've been, uh, something that I'd definitely show someone. The environment's real cool. Al Snow's like, he's a cool guy, you know, just to hang around and, and get that knowledge and stuff. And he'll definitely like, let you know what you need to do better or what you do good or, you know, change this, whatever. He's a great coach. Um, and I actually, I hope to get back there soon. They got a lot going on and they're coming up and they have in the past, they've, they've generated a lot of stars. My brother went through OVW before he went to, that was his developmental was OVW before. I think he went to either wild side or, or, uh, actually was signed to WWE. So my brother's been through OVW, everybody that somebody's been through there. And so uh, it's good to see them kind of become relevant again. Yeah, man. I, uh, I thought that was really cool. Cause I feel like, you know, us covering the indies and the big shows and all that stuff, it was kind of cool. I feel like for people who maybe don't know as much about the indies to kind of see what some of it is and not only just the indies, but I mean, just the grind that wrestlers go on. Cause I mean, it's not like you just saw people who have never been on TV. Like you said, you know, they had, Al Snow was there. You had Shira who was with Impact. You had James Storm come through there during the show. You had, you know, a whole list of people come up and through there, man. And so it's not like it's just this place that's just like an indie spot because it's not obviously on the same level it was when your brother was in there, like you said, before he went to WWE and things. But it's cool to kind of see how it's kind of rose itself back up. And now because of the success of the documentary to kind of see it kind of have its thing. I mean, I know EC three has been over there past guest of the show. Who's now your NWA world champion over there. So, I mean, it's a, uh, it's definitely a cool thing. Highly recommend uh, seeing that. And hopefully, you know, maybe we can, uh, 
see you come back in there at some point once you get going in 2024, huh? Yeah, I'm I'm hoping to make a couple of the dates for sure. If we can make something work out and uh, I can be out there whenever they're running, absolutely. I'm, you know what? I'm going to say yes, I'll be at OVW in 2024. <laughs> You heard it here first. She's coming yeah. for the strap. <laughs> that's one. That's one of the goals, man. But like I said, it's uh, it's just great to see you back in the ring. It's great to see you doing your thing and uh, moving around with all that stuff. With that said, you got to tell me now that uh, you're back in the ring. Do you have like a top five of people that you want to get in the ring with? Ooh, a top five. Um. Oh my gosh, I'd have to like look at my social media. I don't like thinking about this. Uh, I, I can think of some people that, um, sure, I can name a couple. Taya Valkyrie, Masha Slamovich. Uh, if, you know, the heavens opened up and I somehow like got to WWE, definitely Natalia. <laughs> uh, um, Charlotte Flair, like she's just the best. And I like, I follow her and I think she's great. Um, I like to be with her. What is that? Is that four? Uh, <laughs> Zoe Starks. And you know, what? I'm going to say six, Athena. Um, Zoe nice. Starks and Athena both had a hand in my training and I never got to actually wrestle them. So really? yeah, I mean like, you know, like in practice and, tra- uh, mm-hmm. so actually Athena was injured when she was training me. So I definitely didn't get to do a lot of hands-on stuff with her. So it would be really cool to actually have a match with someone that helped training me. And, uh, you know, I've had practice matches and stuff with Zoe, but uh, nothing like on the stage. So I think that that would be like a really big goal for me is to actually work with her because I am proud of her. Like she's killing it. I love that she's on the big stage right now. Okay, so you got to tell me, how do you feel about her match uh, coming up at Survivor Series, which, uh, shout out to WWE for giving your boys some credential out to Survivor Series and all that good shit. Uh, But with that said, how do you feel about her and uh, Rhea Ripley? Um, I also love Rhea. Let's name it seven. I'd wrestle Rhea. (laughs) (laughs) Um, I can keep going. There's so many great people out there. Um, Yeah, I'm a fan of Rhea. I've been following her for, gosh, since she was in NXT. Um, I'm excited for them both. I know it's going to be great. Of course, I am going to be biased and go for Zoe. But uh I don't know. I, I will definitely be watching that one. I'm definitely going to watch the that full match because I, I keep up with Zoe a lot. So I'm excited. I'm hyped for them both. Yeah, man. I feel like that match has got money written all over it. I'm glad that they got to have uh, the five way they just did in Saudi Arabia. I mean, it's a hell of a, a hell of a ways from not even being able to have women on the card, but not only to have them, but five people in a match and a female referee too. So, I mean, definitely – Definitely big moves being made out there in the women's neck of things. I'm definitely thinking that that match is going to uh, surprise a few people on uh, what we're going to see with that. But I don't know, man. Like I said, I uh, I appreciate the time. I don't want to hold you up too long. But, uh, yeah, like I said, if you got anything else coming up, anything else you want to plug, the floor is yours. And uh, everybody that's jumping in, make sure you hit that subscribe button, man. Like I said, we were just talking about you never know who's coming through. Yeah, uh, so a couple other cool things that I believe are coming up. Uh, and this, I really think 2024 is going to be a big year 
for me in wrestling uh, one way or another. Uh, of course, uh, with this movie coming out, The Iron Claw, you, you're bringing the Freebirds of Von Eric feud, you're making it relevant again. Um, the WWE, as far as I know, is releasing the Executioner figure, which is my dad, uh, and it has a hood like you can put on or whatever. So they're going to release that. Um, that's going to be a big deal, especially nice. uh, getting him you know, relevant again and people getting that. Because people have been asking me since I started for my dad's action figures. And finally, we signed a deal with WWE. So that's going to be a big thing coming out. And then I also uh, have worked with Dark Side of the Ring. And I, wa- I won't go too far into that. Um, but oh, shit. I- but I have worked with them. So um, that's going to be a big thing too. That's going to be, uh, yeah, I think it's going to be pretty big. The way they've made it sound is it's going to be kind of a big deal and they're going to highlight a, a a lot of my dad's life. So it's going to be, it's at least going to be big for me. I think it's going to be big for people that have always asked questions and want to know, you know? So, well, you brought one more question. I got to ask before I let you go now, because I don't think we've ever talked about this in all the times you've been on the show. You got to give me your thoughts. What were your thoughts on your dad's run as the executioner? Um, I was really young. So, and that was, it was after his accident, after he'd been in a coma. And so I think that it was an attempt to, uh, to just see where my dad was at as far as, as wrestling. And looking back, I think uh, maybe he just should have stayed home, but um, he, he made history. Like he had the cool, uh, the buried alive match. And I watched that. I remember watching that as a kid, I was maybe seven years old, but I definitely remember watching him and the undertaker and uh, Mick Foley on there and and that's a i think a historic match like you you still hear people talk about it and so he was still doing really cool stuff then you know and and he got to entertain people and that's kind of what what he that was his life he gave it all to wrestling and he was continuing to do that can't argue with that like i said i I always wondered that i didn't even think that just popped into my head as soon as you said that about the figure i was like we've never talked about that and all the times you've been on at this point so with that said, you know, you heard it here first. Make sure you check it out. Knockouts and three counts. Shout out to our sponsors, Potter's Tree Service. Miranda, let them know where they can find you at so they can keep up with uh, all the havoc you're about to be causing in 2024. All right. Uh, Facebook, X or Twitter, whatever, Instagram, all under Miranda Gordy. Uh, I... I use it all <laughs> and I keep it simple, you know, no crazy usernames or anything like that. Uh, you can find some of my matches on YouTube even. So it, it's pretty easy to find me. Make sure you do it. And if you're watching here on YouTube, make sure you hit that subscribe button. We'll be back here live tomorrow night with your main event of Anthony Pettis's next show. Our guy, Cody, the code breaker Lynn steps back into the cage to go get him some gold over there in Milwaukee. Make sure you check that out. I heard CM Punk is going to be there too. Uh, I don't, at least this time, he's not getting in the cage. So until next time and in the in-between time, make sure you hit that button. Peace.